Amen. Second Chronicles chapter 7. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. We heard about the covenant last week. Pastor Garrett did a tremendous job. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be open and mine ears attent or attentive unto the prayer that is made in this place. You see, the prayers of the humble rise where God can hear them. Prayers of the proud never reach the ears of God. The eyes of the Lord can see those of a contrite spirit. But those, the ways of the proud are hidden. I want God to be aware of everything. And I, you don't want to hear what I'm saying. God is aware. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. I understand that. But I'm thankful the prayers of a righteous man and a humble man availeth much. Going to Luke chapter 18, we find Jesus speaking a parable. Luke 18 verse 9, Jesus spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves. We, we just gloss over this. We get to the story. But I, I want to just pause here for a second and, and draw your attention. Jesus speaks a parable unto. He gave a specific parable to certain people. Which trusted in themselves. They look to themselves for their own salvation. They were dependent upon themselves for the answer. Church, there are times when we can only depend on God. And I believe God allows some things to happen in our lives so that it will be a reminder to us we are completely and totally dependent upon Him. I cannot Make it by myself. But if I submit myself, He will walk with me. If we will humble ourselves, God will be with us. Verse number 10, two men went up into the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, notice this, he stood, look this, he's standing tall, he's puffing out his chest, he's proud of himself, he says, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners and unjust and adulterers 
or even as this publican. I fast twice a week. And that's nice. I give tithes of all that I possess. That's great. And the publican standing afar off. Check out how he his demeanor would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven. But smote his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. It says a lot right there. I'm a sinner. Do we really need to say anything else? I'm a sinner. I don't measure up. I'm a sinner. I'm not perfect. I'm a sinner. I tell you, Jesus said, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased. And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. I want to preach or teach on this thought tonight. Humble elevation. Humble elevation. Elevation. God, I need your help today because I can't do anything without you. I can't do it by myself, and I don't want to be sounding brass or tinkling cymbals. But, God, we need you to talk to us and help us in this house tonight. God, I pray that you would elevate your people as we give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. God, we need you to move and speak to us. God, let this word, God, be a lamp unto our feet and a light, a true light unto our path. Help us to hide it in our hearts. In any situation, God, your word is always with us. In Jesus' name I pray. Somebody shout amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. There was a missionary that was asked to to be the keynote speaker at a huge conference some years ago. And as every good conference, they had lots of music and praise and worship and all the preliminaries were done. And there was a, a man of God there that began to introduce this missionary and the exploits that he had accomplished uh, in foreign countries. They began to list some of the exploits and some of the things that caused people to kind of be in awe and reverence reverent of this missionary and just before they invited him to the pulpit they said he is an illustrious speaker and they brought him to the pulpit and as the missionary walked up and he stood behind the pulpit he gazed out into the congregation there was a very long pause finally after what seemed like an eternity he simply said dear friends I am but the little servant of an illustrious master and I kind of feel that way tonight I'm just a servant of the one true master I'm just a, so I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm just a servant of a great and mighty God. I'm nothing, but oh, my God is everything. I come to this pulpit tonight. Dear friends, I'm just a servant of the Most High. 
And I know we heard at men's retreat, I'm a son, not a servant. I'm a child. I'm a son of God. You're, we're, we're children of God, but He is the Master. It's not me. It's Him. I feel like Paul, I, in me dwelleth no good thing. Great inventor Samuel Morris had an interesting life. I didn't have all this in my notes, but I'll say that you know Samuel Morris studied. I believe he was a Yale graduate. He was an inventor of numerous things. Traveled abroad, was in London when his wife passed away and uh, or came back to the United States. Was actually in D.C. when his wife passed away, but she was sick when he got sick when he was in London. Came back and, and it, it rocked his world. He wanted to be a painter, an artist. When his wife passed, he, he just his life was rocked, and he decided to change directions at that point. And he began to uh, to begin to invent things and create things, and he eventually invented the, this thing we called the telegraph, and which evolved into the telephone, which all the young people can be thankful. That's how you got a cell phone tonight. It evolved from Samuel Morris. Samuel Morris said, The more I contemplate this great undertaking, the more I feel my own littleness. And the more I perceive the hand of God on it, or in it, and how He, God, has assigned to various persons their duties. He being the great controller, all others His honored instruments. I'm thankful just to be an instrument in the hands of God. I'm nothing without Him. Uh, uh, this instrument, I've got a trumpet right over there. It just sits there in the case. It's, it, it, it doesn't do anything, can't do anything by itself until someone picks it up and breathes into it. I'm thankful God breathed into me the gift of life. If there's anything good in me, it only came from Him. Samuel Morris went on to say, Hence our dependence first of all on God, then on each other. We need to remember that we are dependent upon Him. I find it pretty cool that he, when he <clears throat> launched or tested the, the telegraph, the very first message that Samuel Morris sent in the, on the telegraph was from Numbers 23, 23. What hath God wrought? Let me translate it. 200 years later, what that would mean today. Look what the Lord has done. I said, look what the Lord has done. <clears throat> look what the Lord's doing in our situation. Look what God has done in our lives. Praise God. Charles Spurgeon said, humility is to make a right estimate of one's self. It's to make a right estimate. For me not to think anything greater myself than I ought to think. It's me thinking of myself in the way that I should think. It's the right estimate. I don't want to overestimate myself. In the Old Testament, humble humility in Second Chronicles, the word is kana. It's to bring yourself into subjection. And in the Greek, in, in Luke, in, in, in the, the, the Greek, it's tapa in or nuo. I can't pronounce it, but that's close enough. 
It's to depress or abase, to lower oneself. It's to bend one's knee. It's to bring yourself under submission. The only person that can can be humbled is, is yourself. The only... God can humble us. I'm kind of kind of skip right to the, the chase right here. God can humble us. But when God humbles us, it's not a pretty picture. But when we humble ourselves, it's a beautiful picture. Those that fall on the rock is, they have a whole lot different outcome than when the rock falls on them. Romans chapter 12, for I say through the grace given unto me, uh, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself. You see, humility is about, all about self. Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Rick Warren said, humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. Thomas Merton said, pride makes us artificial and humility makes us real. Ezra Benson, pride is concerned about who is right, but humility is concerned about what is right. Confucius is credited for saying humility is the solid foundation of all virtues. You see, God resists and distances himself from the proud, but he draws close and embraces the humble and contrite spirit. Why am I teaching this? I don't know. I just... I just felt in my spirit God saying we need to remain humble in ourselves. We need to present ourselves humble before God. And God will elevate everything we do. You see, God always elevates the humble. It's the humble that gets to sit in heavenly places. It's the humble and the contrite spirit that it's their prayers that are heard by God. It's their needs that are met by God. First Peter chapter 5, Likewise, <clears throat> younger, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth or opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore. Humble yourselves, therefore. Under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. Casting, this is so awesome, all of your cares upon Him. How many have some cares in this life right now? How many have some cares? If you will humble, if we will humble ourselves under the hand of God, that puts us in a position that we can cast our cares on Him. For he careth for you. Who? The humble and contrite spirit. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Do you know how you resist the devil? You submit or humble yourself unto the Lord. You see, humility can always resist pride. Pride has a hard time resisting humility. Oh, I don't have time to get into that. You see, it was the pride of a devil that got him kicked out of heaven. Augustine said, It was pride that changed angels into devils, but it's humility that makes men as angels. 
The devil walks around to and fro. You know what he's looking for? Pride. Why? Because he can recognize it. The devil recognizes pride when he sees it. Jonathan Edwards said, Nothing sets a person so much out of the devil's reach as humility. Somebody that is humble and has a contrite spirit and says, God, I, I'm just, I'm humble, I'm nothing, but with you I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. It's not me, but it's, it's Christ in me. It's the Holy Ghost in me. It's the power of the Holy Ghost working in, within me that sets me apart. It's God and not myself. John Bunyan wrote a poem. He said, he that is down needs fear no fall. That's the first line. He that is down needs fear no fall. I don't really, I'm not really afraid of falling when I'm already standing on the ground. It's when I climb up that 10-foot ladder and I get next to the top rung and I, and I ain't got nothing to hold on to. I, there's a new fear that kind of gets a hold. But he that is low, no pride. He that is humble ever shall have God to be his guide. Proverbs 8.13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the froward mouth do I hate. God hates pride. Proverbs 16 and 18, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better it is to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. You see, pride always goes before destruction. A haughty spirit goes before a fall. You see, this is what happens. People that are pride and proudful, they're going to fall. But those that will subject themselves to the hand of God and submit themselves, they're the ones that are elevated. Where do you want to end up? No one's going to tell me what to do. It's just a matter of time. The bigger they are, the harder they fall, too. Proverbs 29, 23, A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. A proud person must be humbled, but a humble person humbles themselves. We'll say that again. That's so powerful. A proud person must be humbled. A humble person will humble themselves. See, this is a quote. Is ready? This is a good quote. You want to write this down from a famous person. Not really famous. Michael Mulling said. It's like the guy that said, I'm writing a book on humility. I'm sure it's going to be a bestseller. Humble people rely on God. Proud people rely on themselves. I have... Guess what? I have experienced this over and over again in my life. When I rely on myself, it's just a matter of time. I'm going to fall. I'm going to fail. I'm not perfect. That's why I'm relying on Him. Psalms 10 and 4, The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. See, they rely on themselves. The proud rely on themselves. I don't need God. Like Samson. 
I don't need God. I can do this all by my, I got all the power I need. How'd that work out for you, Samson? Well, it cost me. I was humiliated. I fell further than I ever thought I'd fall. I was made fun of. I was made a sport. Yeah, they, you really failed, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Cost him his eyesight. Cost him some ministry. But what elevated him back to the faith chapter? Humility. Lead me to the pillars again. God, have mercy again. Would you, would you come on? It was never about me. It was always about your power working through me. You see, the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. There's no room for God in the mind of a proud person. But in the mind of a humble person that says, God, I can't do anything without you. I need you in everything. I, I, I know, I hope this is not boring y'all tonight, but this is just... I know I've taught on humility. I looked it up in my notes. I've preached on humility in the last five years at least twice. So here we go a third time. A little different notes, but it's the same subject. Romans 1, 25, Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever? It's a problem we have in our society. We've got proud people. They don't think they need God. They worship themselves. It's about self. It's all about self. It's all about me. You ever know anybody like that? Don't raise your hand, please. please don't have to. 1 John 2 and 16, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. We said it before. I said there's a pill. pill. There's a special pill you can swallow and it will solve at least one-third of your problems. Guaranteed. I should market this. I really should. And I've mentioned it here before. We've talked about it, Brother Bryce, and we've talked about it. There is a pill that will, if you will swallow this one pill, it will solve at least a third of your problems. But I'm going to tell you right now in advance, it is the hardest pill to swallow. It's called swallowing your pride. Lust the eye, lust the flesh, and the... If I can learn to swallow my pride, I'm like. You know what? Sometimes it's hard to swallow your pride when you know you're right. Can I get at least an, one amen? Don't make me feel like I'm the only one that deals with that. Some of you look at me like. Sometimes the hardest time to swallow that pill is when you know you're right. Am I the only one that. Is there ever tempted to tell them, see, I, I guess I'm not the only one. Say, be gracious in defeat, but be humble in victory. James 4 and 6, but he giveth more grace, and I need plenty of grace. Wherefore he saith, God resists the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. How do I draw nigh? How am I elevated to the, to the very throne room of God? I have to humble myself to be elevated. I have to abase myself to be lifted up. 
If I try to lift up myself, at some point, it's just a matter of time. I'm going to fall. But if I will fall myself, God will lift me up. God, I can, I can draw nigh to Him and He will draw nigh to me. I want God to be, I want to be nigh to Him all the time. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and He shall lift you up. First thing Brother Pierce, he came when he, when he started speaking, even before prayer, he said, he talked about lifting up. He lifted me up out of a miry clay. And I'm like, the only way God will lift somebody up out of the miry clay is they have to humble themselves in the miry clay. God, I can't lift myself up. I can't pull myself up by my own bootstraps. I'm going to submit self to your will and allow you to draw me close to you, Jesus. Praise God. There is a difference between what surrounds Proud and what surrounds humility. Psalms 73 and 6. Therefore pride compasseth them about as a chain. Tells me that the proud are chained. They're in bondage. Say, I, I'm not going to give this up. I'm not ah, this what even in my nose. I'm just gonna, I, I can't do this. I'm not going to give that up. I'm gonna I, I'm enslaved to this and that. It's be, and it's pride. Colossians 3 and 12 says, put on therefore. Put on. Surround yourself as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind. You see, we got to put on humility. We got to say, self, you're going to be humble. Everyone will be humbled. I, I like to say this, and I've said it for years every knee shall bow. Some now, some later. But every knee is going to bow. Every tongue's going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Every knee, Nancy Pelosi's going to confess at some point. Amen. I, and I know it's, I'm not trying to get political. I'm just trying to say every knee is going to bow. They may not bow now, but at some point they're going to bow. At some point they shall confess. I'm going to bow and confess and say, Jesus, you're my Lord now. I'll confess. I'll put my nose to the ground. Why? I want to be saved. I want to be right. I want to be elevated when the time comes. Hello? Praise God. Amen. James 4.10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and He shall lift you up. There is no, can I just interject this? I'm watching, the, I'm watching the time. There is no stairway to heaven. Despite what a lot of songwriters like to, would, would want to say, there's no stairway, but there is an elevator. It's an elevator of humility. God said He will elevate. That's what that word means, to lift up, to elevate. God elevates the humble. When you get down on your knees and you submit to, the, to God, all of a sudden you get on this elevator and you start climbing to higher places in Him. He starts drawing you close to Him. may not be a stairway, but there's an elevator. But He's the one that elevates. And it starts with a contrite and humble spirit. 
Matthew 5 and 3, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Two verses later, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Isaiah 57 and 15, for thus saith the high and lofty one, that's him, we know who he is, that inhabit, inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. He said, I dwell in the high and holy place with him. Oh, wait, wait. God, who do you dwell with in the high and, and holy place? With him also, that is of a contrite and humble spirit. To revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. God said, I, I abide in the high and a holy place with him who's humble. I, I, I abide and dwell with the humble and the contrite spirit. He didn't say, I abide with the proud and look at me and look what I've done. No, he said, I abide with those who said, look what the Lord has done. Look what God did for me. When I was down and out, I couldn't do anything. God lifted me out. God stepped on the scene. What did you do to do that? All I had to do was humble self. And when I humbled self, God stepped in. And this is what I've come to tell, remind our church. Let's keep humbling ourselves. There is something you can do. If I don't leave you with anything else, there is an active or an action that you can take. And that is, if you will humble yourself, God will lift you up. God will elevate you. But if you try to elevate yourself, it's going to be a matter of time. Destruction and a fall coming. Jesus, I, I, I humble myself. I didn't get here by myself. We didn't get here. Church, we didn't get here by ourselves. We, get here, we got here by humbling ourselves. And God brought us out. We got here by submitting ourselves. And God brought us up. Somebody shout amen. Job 22, verse 29, when men are cast down, then thou shalt say, there is lifting up. Giva is the, is the Hebrew word, literally means elevation. When, when men are cast down, when, 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 they get, when they humble themselves, there is a lifting up or there is an elevation. And he shall save the humble person. Job said, when, when, when you abase yourself and humble yourself, there is an elevation that's going to take place, and in that is a saving elevation. That's what I'm preaching about tonight, is, or teaching about, is a humble elevation. And the best way up is to submit ourselves and bring ourselves under subjection. Somebody shout amen. Psalms 34 and 18, the Lord is nigh. He's allied. That means he's an ally. He's nigh. He's, he's with them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Do you know who God can save? The humble. You know who God looks to save? Those of a contrite spirit. Who can God not save? The proud. Because they look at themselves and go, I don't need God. God says, fine, save yourself. It's like the man that said, I don't need God. I can, I can build whatever I want to build. The preacher said, no, I, don't, I don't think so. 
says, yes, I can do it. I can build whatever. I can take this, and I can take that, and I can take this, and I can make whatever I want. I can create anything I want to create. Peter said, oh, really? Show me. The guy started getting out. He goes, oh, no, 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 no. You can't. He goes, make your own dirt. Psalms 9 and 12, he forgetteth not the cry of the humble. Philippians 2 and 5, let this mind be in you. Here it is. Do you know where the battle for, of pride and humility takes place? This is, a, this is the greatest, deadliest, scariest battlefield you'll ever fight right here. It's right between your ears. This is the battlefield right here. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. What did he say? If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He humbled himself. God in the flesh allowed his own flesh and blood to be crucified. He was humiliated. He was beaten. He was stripped. He was naked on the cross. God in the flesh. Wow. Why? So he could draw all men unto himself. The greatest act of humility. By one man's disobedience, pride in the garden. We don't have to listen to the word of God. We'll do it. Sin, death. But by one man's obedience, even obedience to the death of the cross. Christ humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. And given him a name which is above every name. How did his name get to be above every name? God humbled himself in the flesh. He humbled himself even unto the, to the obedience of the cross. God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You know what the cross was? It was humble elevation. Jesus hanging on the cross, humble elevation. I mean, God is a spirit. He created all things. He's not bound by time or anything. And yet he robed himself. He stepped in time to deliver us out of time. He didn't have to, but he did. He had a plan. Jesus said, was slain before the foundation of the world. He knew it was going to cost him. He was willing to humble himself so that he could be highly exalted. The devil doesn't, didn't want to humble himself. He just wanted to be exalted. 
And that's why he, like a falling star, fell from glory. Because that's what happens when you try to exalt yourself. But when we obey, abase ourselves and we humble ourselves, God will lift us up. And I'm closing. My text, I read from Second Chronicles 7, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. Humble themselves. And pray and seek my face. It's the covenant that we heard about last week. It's an if-then relationship. If I stood up here and I said, if, if someone would jump up ten times, shout something, whatever, run around the, the you know, I'll give you five dollars. That'd probably somebody take it. It's an if-then. If you do this, then... Well, this is an if-then. If we will humble ourselves. It's a covenant, not a contract. It's a covenant. If we'll humble ourselves and pray and seek His face, turn from our wicked ways, God said, I will hear from heaven. Why? Because He hears the prayers of the humble. And I will forgive their sin. Wow. And will heal their land. Because mine eyes shall be open and my ears attentive unto the prayer that is made in this place, in the place of the humble. The prayers of the proud fall on deaf ears. The needs of the proud are unseen. The prayers of the humble and contrite are heard, are remembered, are answered. The needs of the humble are seen by an elevated God. I think it would be good, church, if every day we begin the day by saying, God, I am nothing without you. I thank you for allowing me to be alive again this day. The very air that I breathe, you, you, you made it. The lungs that you gave me to breathe the air are working only because you allow them to work. God, the very life that I live is only by the mercy and grace of God. In me dwelleth no good thing. I can't make life. Only you can make life. Life, you are the life giver. You are eternal life. You're everlasting life. I wonder, I wonder how elevated you could become in your job or how elevated God could, what God could do with you in ministry. I wonder how elevated, how, how, how high you can go in the things of God if, if, if we would humble ourselves. Because I honestly kind of think in my mind, and I'm, this is a little simplistic, but it's kind of like a teeter-totter. The lower I, I go, the, greater God, the more God can use me and the greater things God can do. As I go lower, he gets higher. The cool thing is, is he elevates. I read it to you. He, he lifts up. He allies himself. He draws those that are humble and a contrite spirit to where he is. I don't need to do that. I got everything. I've got everything going. Problem is, is when the going gets tough, you're going to be so far from him. You're going to say, "Hey, I need something." 
God, don't you know who's praying right now? You're not even going to hear it. God, woe is me. I'm nobody. It's only by your mercy and grace that I even have a chance. Jesus is on the cross, and the one on the, the one malefactor, the one criminal on one side says, If you're God, call angels and get off the cross. And he spoke out of an arrogant and proudful spirit, but the other one said, God, you don't deserve this. Jesus, you don't deserve this. We, we deserve this. We're, we're so imperfect. I'm a criminal. I, I deserve death, but please, would you just remember me? And now enters into thy kingdom, and Jesus looked at him. By the way, this is a good one, this example right here. He, Jesus looked at him and said, This day thou shalt be, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. We know Jesus went to the grave for three days and three nights, the body, but the spirit left the body. God is spirit. You're going to be with me today, thou shalt be with me in paradise. Which prayer did he answer? You ready? He acted as if he didn't even hear the proud. But even, oh man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Even on the cross, in all of his suffering and anguish and pain, he still had an ear for the humble. God, I deserve this. I deserve death. I don't deserve mercy. But God, would you just be merciful to me? I, don't, I know I deserve death, but, 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 but God, please. Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Didn't even acknowledge. Because the prayers of the proud fall on deaf ears. Let's stand. God, we humble ourselves. I love Philippians 4.13. I love we can do all things. I can do all things through Christ. Because God, I can't do anything without you. I am sounding brass. It's all, like Solomon said, it's all vanity. It's emptiness. Unless you're in it. God, I want to be drawn to you. I want to be allied. I want to be connected. I want my relationship to be closer to you than it's ever been. So God, maybe it's just maybe it's my just my older seasoned age. I'm not an old man, but God, I've been around the block a couple times. I just ask you for mercy and grace. I'm not the best speaker. I'm not the most talented. There's others many, many more talented than I am. Many, many, many more people greater than I am. Greater orators. Better read. Deeper revelation. But God, I just want you. I just want you. God, I want to sit in heavenly places only because you're there. I want to be drawn to you. I want to be allied with you. I submit myself. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Lord. If you feel that way, why don't we just take a couple moments tonight? 
Let's humble ourselves. Jesus, we humble, we bring our bodies into subjection. We bring our bodies into subjection. Let's take up the cross and follow.